That's how I would describe the Timberwolves' loss versus the Denver Nuggets in the opening playoff game in Denver on Sunday night. The 9.30 start, well, 9.50 start after the Phoenix Clippers game was over, wasn't even the worst part of the game. And it was a terrible part of the game. I mean... My mindset going into that game was, we'll watch the first half. We'll see how the team is doing. If they're competitive, I'll stay up until the end of the game. But that end of the third quarter is going to be a checkpoint. And the Timberwolves were down by 11 at halftime. And I rode out halftime. I watched Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal discuss Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns' struggles, which they made tremendous points. They talked about how if you're going to have two seven-footers, they need to be able to punish you offensively. And Rudy Gobert is not a player that can punish you offensively. So they are all down on the trade. And it's very hard to be high on the trade right now. I mean, look at the game last night. The Timberwolves scored 80 points. And then the third quarter started. And this game could go one of two ways. The Timberwolves could make a run to start the third quarter. Or the Nuggets could make a run. Obviously, it could stay the same. But you go into the quarter expecting one of those two scenarios. And the Nuggets blew the Timberwolves out of the gym. The Timberwolves scored 14 points in the third quarter, and that was ball game. We got down by 25, ended up losing by 29 points, 90, 100, 110, that's 30. Subtract by one, that's 29. Timberwolves lose by 29 points. And looking at some of the reaction to the game, a lot of Towns' criticism is coming up, and Carlton Towns has more playoff games under 20 points than he does over 20 points. So Carl Anthony Towns' struggles in the playoffs is noteworthy. He went one for seven from the three-point line, five for 15 total. Couldn't slow down Nikola Jokic because he was guarding him for most of the game. I mean, Jokic only scored 13 points. He had 14 rebounds. He had six assists, but he was in complete control of the game. He got to his spots. He was making any pass that he wanted to make. and his stat line doesn't show just how dominant he was in that ball game. Plus, I mean, when you consider just how early the Timberwolves got blown out, Nikola Jokic, he only played 28 minutes. He didn't even really play in the fourth quarter. Not that I really saw the fourth quarter, but, you know, you put two and two together. I know he played it in the fourth quarter a little bit. He had a flagrant foul on Anthony Edwards. You know, you put two and two together and you, you, you figure out that the Timberwolves are down by almost 30 points, and the Nuggets aren't going to play Jokic for the entire fourth quarter. Complete control of that game. And it's so easy to jump on the Towns' hate bandwagon right now because he was awful. And he does deserve to receive some criticism because, man, nobody thinks higher than themselves than Carl Anthony Towns thinks of himself. I mean, 
this guy thinks he is the second coming of Jesus. Every quote, post-game comments after he wins or loses. I mean, take a look at this quote. Carl Anthony Towns on the shooting after the game. Shot felt good, honestly. It felt good. It was one of those nights it just wasn't going. I took good shots, staying aggressive. Stuff happens. Move on, flush the game. I'm a hell of a shooter. I know that, believe that, know it, proved it. Do you really want to come to the post-game press conference talking about how great of a shooter you are when you clanked wide open threes, you shot one for seven from the three-point line, you were completely contained, and this is the issue with the Timberwolves offense, and a lot of it has to do with Rudy Gobert. During that game, the offense looked crisp in the first quarter when Mike Conley and Kyle Anderson were in pick and roll. And why is that? It's because Nikola Jokic is an awful defender. That guy does not play pick and roll defense well. So the matchup the Timberwolves need to exploit in this series is going after Nikola Jokic and his pick and roll defense. And when Rudy Gobert subbed out for Kyle Anderson, Nikola Jokic was matched up against Anderson. And Anderson said a pick and roll for Conley. He rolled, Conley found him, and Anderson had like two or three floaters in the lane. And it was beautiful offense. The issue the Timberwolves have in this series is that Jokic can hide himself guarding Rudy Gobert. Gobert is not an offensive threat besides an alley-oop or an offensive rebound. But when he does get an offensive rebound, he's not a great finisher. Gobert might be the softest big man offensively inside that I've ever seen in the NBA. Defensively, he's pretty phenomenal. But offensively, besides an alley-oop, nothing that Rudy Gobert shoots up towards the rim do I believe is going to go into the basket. And that's why the Timberwolves lost. Not strictly because of Gobert, not strictly because of Carl Anthony Towns, but because the Timberwolves could not exploit the Denver Nuggets on offense. The Nuggets only scored 109 points. The Nuggets did not dominate the Timberwolves offensively but they dominated the Timberwolves defensively. I mean, 80 points? Are you kidding me? I wonder when the last time the Timberwolves scored 80 points was. Because 80 points in an NBA game, with all the three-point shooting that goes on nowadays, is absolutely horrific. You just don't see it happen anymore. I can almost guarantee you that there was not a single team in the NBA that scored less than 80 points in a game this season. And I don't even know the statistic. Maybe someone will prove me wrong. And if you do, feel free to tweet at me or send it to my Facebook page, Minnesota Tim. But the Timberwolves offense was stagnant. They laid up bricks. And there was nobody that was good besides Kyle Anderson. Edwards, 6 for 15, 18 points. Alexander, he had 7 points. Conley had 8 points. Towns had 11. Gobert had 8. 
you're just not going to get a win on the road in a playoff series shooting those kind of numbers. But you know what? I don't honestly think it's the end of the world. Do I think the Timberwolves are going to win the series? No. Did I think they were going to win the series before game one? No. I thought the Timberwolves, the goal should be to take two games. Hopefully, you get two. The goal should be two. But it's probably more likely than not that they will win one. Denver is deep. They have shooters around Jokic. They got good bench players. Their starters are solid. When I look at Denver's roster, there's a reason why they were the number one seed in the Western Conference. First of all, you got Jokic, and then you got Murray, but then the guys around them are just solid. There's not a player that you can leave comfortably wide open, besides maybe Aaron Gordon, but he even went 50% on his three-point shots in game one. Michael Porter Jr. had 18 points. He had went four for nine from the three-point line. Caldwell Pope, he can knock down threes. He went three for six from the three-point line. The Timberwolves played good defensively. And the Nuggets still scored 109 points, which isn't a super high number by any means. But it's going to be very difficult to slow down this Denver Nuggets basketball team because they're solid everywhere. When I watched that game, and you know, I'm thinking of takes and thinking of opinions and analyzing what's going on in this game, it was clear that the Timberwolves offense struggled. The Timberwolves defense was pretty solid for the most part, but the Denver Nuggets were almost toying with the Timberwolves a little bit. But saying all those things, I heard a lot of comments before this game by media members, by fans too, that you know the first game is going to be the most gettable for the Timberwolves on the road. And I totally disagree with that statement. Timberwolves just played on Friday an emotional win over the Oklahoma City Thunder just to get into this game. They had one day rest, and then they're playing in the mountains in Denver. The Denver Nuggets have been sitting at home playing in practice for a week, just waiting to feast on their first opponent. They were energized. They were prepared. And they kicked our butts. I think the most gettable game for the Timberwolves on the road is going to be game two. Timberwolves have two days rest. They'll be able to recover. And I'm, I honestly, how much worse can you play than they played in game one? Do I think the Timberwolves can make up 29 points and defeat the Denver Nuggets on the road in game two? I don't think it's very likely. I wouldn't predict the Timberwolves to win that game. But I would expect them to come out with much more urgency than they did in game one. Game one, they looked lethargic. They looked slow. Their offense was stagnant. Everything looked terrible. And it's so easy to pick on Carl Anthony Towns. And I did a little bit. But you cannot just pick on Towns in this matchup because everybody was terrible. If the Timberwolves lost this game by seven points, even 10 points, 
and Towns went five for 15, one for seven, and scored 11 points, you better believe I'm going to bring the hammer on Carl Anthony Towns. I am just going to criticize the crap out of that guy because he let down the Timberwolves in the first game of the series. But Conley, Alexander, Gobert, Edwards, Prince, McLaughlin again, everybody was awful, atrocious, horrendous. So you cannot put this loss on Towns. Even if he played great, if Towns went for 30 and 10, the Timberwolves still would have lost by 15 points. It wasn't even close. And the Timberwolves have a lot to change before Wednesday night's matchup. I mean, it's hard for it to get any worse. I think they could potentially sneak two games away from Denver. But it's going to be tough. I do not expect the Timberwolves to blow out Denver in any ballgame. Edwards doesn't really look like himself yet. He's still hurt. But he doesn't comment about it, which I totally respect, and I love it. But this team, it's going to be an uphill battle this entire series, and hopefully they can sneak two games. That's it for this episode of the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Thank you for making the podcast a part of your day.